Welcome back to part two of the Bill podcast with the legendary Sita Indrani, who is very generous with her time walking the beat down memory lane. We continue by discussing Sita winning two awards for her superb performance as Narika Dutta. I mean, you were recognised uh, by the Asian Film Academy and, and won two awards um, for playing Narika. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I did. That's amazing. That's, I, I, I can't think of... I can't think of any other cast off the top of my head that won awards specifically for their performance on the bill at that time. You know, this was before the National TV Awards existed, for example. You know, yeah. that's, that's quite an honour. Yeah, there are many... There are many more awards out there now. It's true, the soap, soap awards and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, and um, and I've had a couple more since. I had one from Asian Women of Achievement Award, and uh, oh god, there's another one which is something like the Asian Achievement. There's something that's very similar name, and I can't remember it. <laughs> um, yeah. Too many awards. Yeah. No, not too many. Gosh, no, not too many. I tell you what, though, you mentioned Mastermind. The one that I'm most proud of, I think, is, is Mastermind because that was absolutely terrifying. And everybody that was there, and, and the makeup people said the same. They said, you sit there going, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why, am I sitting, why am I sitting in that chair <laughs> so that people can go, oh, she thinks she's so clever, doesn't she? Don't she? You, know? you know what I mean? All the people that hate you are going to love it when you get an answer wrong or you come last. And um, and and the make I remember the makeup woman saying to me, everyone is terrified. And and usually in a makeup room, there's all this banter going on, and you might know somebody or you might have mutual friends or you know, actors are very or creatives are very chatty and and break down barriers very quickly. <laughs> Silent. Nobody was talking. It was just crazy. It was like the craziest thing I'd ever done. <laughs> but it must Gosh. have been an amazing moment when they announced that you had the top score and that you were the winner. That must have been. Um, it was. It was. It was a moment of relief. To be honest, it was. A, you go. Oh, thank God, it's over. And I won. <laughs> Oh, that's good, isn't it? That's good. <laughs> Except I think Christina should have won. I can't remember her saying it saying it either. The, the the dancer from Strictly should have oh, won yeah. because she was she was doing all this general knowledge stuff in in a culture that's not her her first culture. Yeah. I thought she did really well. Yeah. When I and I think all all fans of the Bill agree. I mean, it's it's kind of spoke for choice. Your work on the show was sublime. The, the, I think the storyline that sticks in everyone's memories was the Phil Young storyline with you and uh, Colin Aldridge, uh, now Aaron yeah, Aldridge. But... That was um, a brave thing for the show to do, a, a big opportunity for you both. And it still... I watched it recently again with my wife and she was like, I mean, they're both so good, but it's still really uncomfortable viewing you know, mm. it's it's. Um... I don't, and I, I don't think many people had tackled stalking at that at that time. No, it was still something that was that wasn't talked about. I mean, now there are all sorts of um, laws and um, mechanisms in place, but yeah, uh, 
I, I, I did love my time there because people were very brave and, yeah, dealt with difficult subjects. Yeah. You know, in a, yeah, I had a fantastic director on that. Jim Goddard? Jim Goddard. <laughs> Jim. He was, <laughs> I remember, I didn't know who he was. And again, I think that was part around the time of the, the, the Great Recession sort of thing. And he turned up and all the old uh, crew were going, Jim Goddard, what are you doing here? Because <laughs> obviously, he, you know, he doesn't usually shoot the direct series drama. But uh, yeah, he was, he was very... Um, just really experienced and, and exciting to be in someone's hands yeah. that, that had that amount of experience. Who else? You've got them in front of you. Who, who directed the, the other? There was another, there was part of two, wasn't it? That's right. And the other director was David Heyman. Oh, it was David. Yes, I thought so. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't have to do anything. They just had, they did all the work. They made sure we looked good. <laughs> well, well, you did. I mean, it was, it's sublime. I mean, what, what was, it's a shame because Colin's career just kind of stopped after. I mean, he's back acting now, but, you know, mm. he was really, really good. Yeah, he was. He was excellent. Excellent. That, I think, goes to show how tough the industry is, that someone could give yeah. that kind of performance and intensity and then they don't get the rewards. I mean, he's back working now, but um, mm. it's a tough school. No, it is. It's. There's a lot of perseverance and a lot of luck involved and kind of not being discouraged. It's very, I mean, it, it's, it is, it's very tough. I mean, it's not that I've not escaped that sort of discouragement. It's hard getting a lot of no's sometimes, but and I think, but I think, you know, it's it, for me anyway, it's keeping the balance between my own work mm. and the work I do for other people, mm. just keeping that balance. You know, a lot of people write. I'm not a writer, but I know a lot of people have written stuff and I wish they would ask me to do it, do it yeah. for them, do their films and TV. But no, it's, yeah, you have to keep a balance and you have to, you know, you sort of have to, you, you keep doing it because it's your world. You know, the creative world is, is my world. I couldn't, I have thought about maybe jumping sideways and, trying to find something else but really they're my people they're my tribe and yeah. i think as well you recognize that that they're the people that understand you it's important in life to find your tribe mm. your sun hill tribe all had a lot of fun in an episode called twanky do you oh remember <laughs> yes i do i do remember it i think i escaped we were down where were we you probably know we we're at the seaside somewhere we went down which was very unusual to step. We were in a hotel overnight, which we never did with the bill. It was always, you know, within driving distance of the, of our base in Merton or when I first started in Ladbroke Grove. But yes, we went off and, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a party girl at all, at all. I need my eight hours or seven hours sleep. So I think I I bailed on the second night. I think I commuted back to London and and came back down. Oh right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not everyone did. <laughs> uh, I love it. It was yeah, but yes, it was. That's right. It was very unusual for us to be away from home. That was a great thing about the job. Actually, you could live at home. Yeah. You know, these days, you have to t make all sorts of decisions about going away for periods, sometimes months and months. 
And around that time, I suppose because Twanky got to show off your singing, your dancing, and around that time you started doing a lot of guest spots on TV, uh, on yeah. entertainment shows. You know, to, was that a conscious decision for you to show? Look, there's more to me than just for Bill, and kind of preparing your exit from the show because you did a lot of guest spots in I your did, last couple I? of years. Yeah. And I don't remember, maybe it'll come to me as we're talking, I don't remember how it started. I certainly wasn't the sort of person that went looking. And in those days, there were, you know, Strictly didn't exist, all those sort of reality, well, reality stuff started to to creep in when I, in those years that I was at the bill. But there certainly wasn't opportunities for celebrities to go off and do the jungle and Big Brother and all that mm. sort of stuff. I can't remember how what the first one was. Maybe it was um, the Night Fever one, that karaoke game show. Yeah. Maybe. You also did um, there was a, a Christmas one, which is on YouTube. Philip Schofield's mm. presenting, and uh, you do like a, a a medley of Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that. I've seen that sort of over the years. Uh, yeah, that that would have come out of. The, the night fever with Suggs, the this karaoke yeah. game show that I did, and they they brought they also got me the producers of that lovely Robin Hersey got me to do uh, Children in Need, and he he said he asked me to I, I put together a uh, a team from the bill, and I can't remember who were maybe we were against EastEnders or something. So yeah, that was that was fun actually, and it was fun to to remember I could sing again <laughs> you yeah. know because the the bill's pretty full on and um you kind of I mean I I kept I kept practicing but the there there wasn't I don't remember that there were many opportunities for me to sing in the time I was there and I wasn't preparing my exit it just you know these things happen mm. I'm, I'm I'm not very strategic and um <laughs> you know I did decide though I I I did decide to leave probably, I think I gave them a year's notice or nine months notice that I was thinking of leaving so that they could then think about storylines. Yeah. Um, and and it sort of, it takes that amount of time to get used to the idea of not being in a family like that. And, you know, that sounds really corny and sentimental, but it was a family. It was a very, it was a really great group of actors that I really respected. Mm. And And it's, it's hard to sort of pull yourself away from that, really, more than anything else. And it's a brave decision because it doesn't mm. always work out for people, especially after that length of time, you know. Yeah. Well, I made sure I had. A, I made sure we had a, a pantomime in in place. I said to my agent, <laughs> I think I left in the earlier part of the year. My, I can't remember exactly when it was. It might have been May or June or something. And I said, let's get a panto in. So at least I know I have something. There's something yeah. that, it, you know, so if I don't work at all for months, I know that there's a panto in at Christmas. So um, I did the panto at um, Plymouth. That was Jack oh. and the Beanstalk. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I played the princess to Sue, Sue Pollard. <laughs> what a woman. What a woman. <laughs> yeah fantastic jazz voice she's got oh I mean, yeah amazing i saw yeah. i saw a uh i was lucky enough to attend a, a charity comedy lunch and sue came out to sing a number and midway through the song replaced her microphone with a massive dildo 
and sang the song without the microphone waving this i mean bearing in mind most of the audience were in their 70s and 80s they didn't know what had hit them uh, it, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah was... she's, she's a character she's yeah. a real character <laughs> so what are the for you i mean you still clearly love your business and your craft mm. what are the mm. what are the unfulfilled ambitions you'd love to get onto that resume you know what what are what oh, is okay. you'd, you'd love to do well, there's one that I would have been able to, to have a crack at maybe 15 years ago, which would be to sing Amnerist in Aida. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I've got the voice for it anymore. Um, I'd like to do, I'd like to do a, a good part in, in another drama. You know, the difficult, as I said to you before, it's hard when you're popping in for the odd episode. I've done lovely, lovely work, but it's the odd episode here and there. It's it, the fun thing about being in a long running show is you can absolutely rela- relax and try stuff mm. because the directors have confidence that you're going to be able to produce the good. So if you try something and it falls on its face, they don't they don't think, oh, my God, she's terrible. She can't act. And that's the joy of doing a long running show that you can really get to know your, your fellow actors and, and play around and, and develop relationships and et cetera. So I'd like to do, I don't know that I really want to do 52 weeks a year, but I'd like to do a, a nice meaty part in a six or eight parter. That would be, mm. that would be nice. I'll go into something for six months, yeah. you know, it must have been nice when you got doctors, yeah. You know that was. Yeah, yeah. That was the eighteen months was enough. It was that was grueling. It was really tough. I mean, when you think about it, the bill were making three half hours a week on a main cast of about twenty four ish, and doctors were making five half hours a week on a main cast of twelve thirteen. Yeah. So you can imagine the amount. There was so much more work. I mean, it was. It was, I found it, I was exhausted at the end of that. I was so exhausted. Mm. Um, But I don't know. And I'd like to do a bit more theatre. I'd like to do some theatre. That's another way of, you know, getting into a rehearsal room and just playing around. I like, I've done a bit of American stuff and that is, you know, that's fun. They have a bit more money. And Mm. uh, (laughs) I did something called Covert Affairs, um, I don't know, five or six years ago, and oh my goodness, the um, the clothes I was wearing. I, the first episode, I think I had like eleven costume changes wow. or something. <laughs> but and it was Dolce and Gabbana, Dior. I mean, oh. really nice stuff. Really <laughs> nice stuff. That's. I, I'm sounding terribly shallow, but that's no, no, fun. No. You know, it's of it's fun when you do really, really glossy stuff, sharp stuff. I I like that. You know, playing. Hard, tough professional women like Harita, actually. Yeah. It that 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 was a, a gift of a part. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I never think about that. It's a question that um, one is often asked mm. about what would you like to do. I like playing contemporary women rather than you know, shake. I'm not huge. I'm not. I don't have any burning desire to play any anything in Shakespeare. Mm. I do prefer contemporary women stuff mm. that's new and because 
generally you're more likely to get a more rounded character that doesn't just reflect one aspect of the male lead. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that's why uh, I think that's why Narika still is one of the most popular characters from the bill because mm. I, I think of one scene in particular, it's my favorite data scene. Uh you've been stalked by uh, Neil Stuke as a guest actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, I remember that one. Yeah. And uh at the end of the episode you grab his radio scanner and you realise he's probably gonna get off because there's no evidence. And you say to Tony O'Callaghan, well, he's going to need a new one. And Tony says, why, is it broken? You smash it on the ground and say, it is now. And the drums I go. I remember that. I used that, I used that scene on my, uh, on my showreel for quite a long time. Well, so that's why I remember that. Yeah, Quite right, too. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. You get the drums. And it's, 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 it's a nice feeling looking back on that time. Are you, are yeah. you proud? Oh, immensely proud, immensely proud of of the work. And you're reminding me, of course, you know, yes, we, I wasn't playing someone's mother or someone's wife or girlfriend. I was a character in my own right that that could be tough, could be feminine and soft, but I was a character in my own right. And yeah, that was a major reason for hanging around. Yeah, hugely. But yeah, immensely proud of that time. It was it, a golden time in my career. But everyone from that era, it really was the golden age of the bill, in my opinion, because everyone's so bloody good. You know? Yeah, I uh, think so. And I think part of it as well, we had, I don't know the people that went afterwards, because actually I, I did find myself kind of closing the door on it because it was such, it was such a, a big part of my life. I just felt like I needed to move on. And and I think I remember what happened. We were there. There were a, a sort of core group of actors that they put on a three-year contract. And what happened? And I was one of them. And so I I left at the end of that three-year contract. I think it was just a psychological thing. And there there were a few, quite a few people that did. And Michael Chapman was leaving. There was a lot of change going on, and they were also switching to one-hour episodes. Mm. So there were a lot of people that left at the same time. So as well, I had less sort of interest in watching. But but certainly in my time, all of the actors came from the acting profession. They weren't discoveries. You know, they a lot of them had, had done a lot of theatre. Yeah. And it's it's a different attitude, I think. None of us, and that was the other thing, none of us imagined that we were going to be famous. There was not that kind of draw we weren't fame seeking it we, we were jobbing actors and i think i speak for almost all of the people at that time we were jobbing actors who were proud of our craft and wanted to do our best for the show and that was the main impetus the main thrust of so it, it's a different you know as I, as I keep saying people i can respect and and actually when i went in oh my goodness pat sands and michael simpson and there was another woman whose name i don't remember and michael chapman they were extraordinary people with such knowledge about the world people you could really look up to and respect and you know um it was a brilliant place to be and a very very creative and extraordinary time really yeah. And and I mean, you left before it went into all the characters' personal lives, you know. So you you, I know. you, you were there while it was still Jeff McQueen's vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. 
yeah and it was sort of I could see different changes happening and as I said I did it, it I, I gave them almost a year's notice when I mm. wanted to leave but it felt the, the the more with all the changes I just thought it feels right it just feels like it's the right time to leave you know and a spin-off that that you know, I think the listeners to this are always fascinated by because I mean, the you know, there's sixty thousand people who've listened to this, which still amazes me. This this, this podcast oh. and um, congratulations, you know, Oliver. Oh, thank you. It's, it's all it's nothing to do with me. It's all down to you, legends. You know, and people uh. are going to be so pleased to hear from you. But it's that fame side of being in, you know, the bill when you were in it was being watched by 18 million people. I know. How was that to deal with? It must have transformed your personal life. It did. And I was listening to one of those Hollywood roundtables that they had during the Oscars and the Golden Globe season. And I can't remember which actor said it, but it was a more experienced actor around the table. and, And he just said, that's the tax. That's the tax you pay. Mm. for i i'm quite a private person i'm i didn't always enjoy it mm. uh but but the other the the flip side of that is that everyone in the business knew me so and they still do you know i still have a face that people will know because as you say 18 million people at its height were watching the bill because we only had four channels that was it so Everybody in the business would have watched the bill at some point, and it was and it was a very popular program and actually well thought of in in our business too. So, you know, the flip side of that is that um, I had a very high profile that would be helpful to me when I left. And so, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that great at dealing with recognition but you know on the whole people are very nice and 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 you make someone's day and that's a gift too you know that the fact that you can actually make someone's day by when they look at you and they go oh my god you can if you're nice to them and have a little chat then that stays with them for a long time not that I'm anyone very special but you know it just does well, you're very special to the listeners of this, and you'll have made a lot of people's day when this goes live. Oh. And something we ask the listeners of this show to do is to support a charity of the interviewee's choice. So is there a charity that means anything to you that we could support? I mean, one of the charities that I am still involved with quite quite a lot is Age UK. Sylvia Sims <laughs> bullied me onto being on one of their committees <laughs> with with the likes of June Whitfield and Thora Hurd and um, all sorts of Lionel Blair. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, I sit in the corner and, and keep my mouth shut whenever I go to committee meetings because, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you can imagine they're quite, they have a lot of opinions flying around, but yeah, I think age UK because, you know, let's face it, we're all going to get old mm. and we've all got grannies and, and grandfathers too. So, and, and, Unlike children's charities and a lot of animal charities, it's not very sexy to support older people. Mm. So, it's, you know, it, they don't, they do struggle for money sometimes and they have, they obviously do very, very good work. So, yeah, yeah. HUK, even if you put a pound in one of their collection boxes when, because everyone, one of all the big charities get a week a year, don't they, where they can go mm. on the streets. Yeah. So just a little donation. 
somewhere. Be nice. Well, we're all so grateful to you sharing your time with us. What what is your what is your final message to fans of the Bill, to fans of Narika, and indeed fans of you? Oh goodness. Well, thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you because if people didn't watch. And we'd all be out of a job. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> I think I think it's very touching the, the the way the bill has stuck around, you know, in this country and all over the world, especially places like Australia and New Zealand. And and we're very grateful and thank you, really. And thank you, Oliver. Oh it, it, I am so grateful to you for doing I really am. I mean, you're my dad's don't tell Trudy, you're my dad's favourite. WPC Aww. from the bill so he, he was Aww. like I sent him a picture of you say I guess who I'm interviewing today he was like no way wow you know no. so, what's it, what's your dad's name Jerry Jerry hello Jerry <laughs> <It'd be chumps>. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm so grateful to you to give me so much time today thank you ever so my much. pleasure Oliver thank you very lovely interview very oh, thank listen. you for for a trip down memory lane My huge thanks to Sita for being such a lovely interviewee and being so generous with her time. I really enjoyed our chat. She's such a smart and creative person. I can't wait to see what's next on her very impressive CV. Sita's nominated charity is Age UK. They are here for every older person, online or at the end of a phone, in local communities, they're opening doors and giving everyone a place to turn to. You can find out more and make a donation by visiting ageuk.org.uk. Hello, this is Ben Payton and I was PC Ben Hayward, Sierra Oscar 007. All right, it wasn't actually 007, it was 740, but there's a zero in there and a seven, so I think that's close enough. For some reason, they wouldn't let me have 007. I didn't kick up a fuss, I was a little bit upset about it, but I got over it. Just. You've been listening to The Bill Podcast. Co-produced by Paul Dunn. Executive produced by Joseph Beaver, Daniel Christopher, Luke Hegarty, Justin Pitt and Tom Sherrington. Produced and presented by Oliver Crocker, with special thanks to Sita Indrani. Now listen, once you've read Mark Kermode's film reviews, why don't you read mine? BenPaytonReviews.com. Check it out. Shameless plug. Thank you so much, Ben. He's such a legend, that man. And do check out his excellent film reviews at benpaytonreviews.com. They're very accessible. Anyone can enjoy them. And he's a witty writer, Mr. Payton, an excellent scribe. So I think you'll enjoy them. And a huge thanks, as Ben mentioned, to our executive producers, our chief super patrons on the Bill Podcast Patreon channel. I'm currently, as I record this, at 15% of my target to be able to produce extra exclusive content for patrons on an ongoing basis basically the more subscribers to the patreon channel the more exclusive content i can produce on an ongoing basis so i am really grateful to everyone who's joined in the investigation so far
I've got some exciting legends uh, lined up, and I'm very grateful to the cast of The Bill for sharing their memories, and also the members of a production team that I've started interviewing as well. Loads of gold dust. So yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash The Bill Podcast. For those that are interested, I appreciate it's not for everyone. But for those that are, um, it is a pleasure making more content for you and you're really helping me be able to do that for you. Uh, there's also the short film, Acting Anecdotes, with Jeremy Olivier, which is a, it's a comedy short uh, with myself and Suzanne Maddock and John Isles, both being marvellous in it. And um, thank you everyone who's uh, sent me the kind comments so far who, who watched it and enjoyed it. I am plotting uh, another episode of Jeremy, so um, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I shall leave you with that fantastic theme tune cover from my pals John Rich, Colin and Simon and their band Missing Evidence. Until next time, bye for now.